0: The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio 680 WPTF and 98.5 FM. This is the Turning Your Life Around podcast, presented by 180 Counseling, hosted by founder Sarah Coates, a licensed clinical
1: mental health counselor. In this podcast, Sarah and her team of therapists will dive deep into many topics on mental health care. Here's your host, Sarah Coates. Hello and welcome to the Turning Your Life Around podcast. I'm Sarah Coates. And I'm joined today by Emily Fry, a licensed clinical mental health counselor and a licensed clinical addiction specialist. Hi, Emily. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for joining us today. So Emily, tell us a little bit about how you got into the field of mental health counseling.
0: Mental health counseling was not my first career choice, just a very brief background. I went to Wilmington thinking I was gonna swim with the dolphins, as I think 85% of the population does, and that did not happen. I got an undergrad in marketing, but what ended up happening was life experiences. I did have several sessions and some significant time related to therapy on things that were happening around me and to me that I didn't feel like I could do on my own and needed some help. It was through those individuals who gave me a spark of whether or not this was the path. They assisted me in a way that I felt I could best utilize some of the skills that I had learned on to other clients and even with colleagues as well, just kind of getting that encouragement. So with the life experiences, plus the not swimming with dolphins, (laughs) that is how I got into the career of mental health. And I've loved every step of the way.
1: Emily works out of our Garner and Raleigh offices. So Mm -hmm. she kind of does double duty. Yes. Seeing as many clients as she can possibly help. So we appreciate you. So today we're going to talk about mindfulness and what a better topic to speak on, given everything that's been happening, especially last week in our society. Absolutely. Mindfulness is definitely needed during this time. What exactly is mindfulness? Maybe you can give us a definition or in your own words tell the audience what is mindfulness
0: so mindfulness is a word that is thrown around by many people and just want to kind of clarify what the term is and mindfulness allows us to start to be aware of what's going on not just around our surroundings but within our own selves and our thoughts the other piece of mindfulness is also to have a judgment-free zone as well, so whenever we have those thoughts, we typically say, oh, shucks, and that's that sounds very judgmental, and we want to reduce that, so we want to be aware of, oh, that was the statement of, of shucks, and just to be aware what we're thinking, what we're around, and the surroundings that we have.
1: I think a lot of humans do a lot of shoulds I should have said that differently, or I shouldn't have thought that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And maybe that's kind of what you're referencing about some of these more mindful statements.
0: Yes, the should statements are very common. I should be doing this. I should be working more. I should be working less. I should be around my kids more. I should be getting away from my kids for my own mental Mm well-being, as we all are probably in a different state right now. Just trying to recognize the surroundings that we have to allow ourselves to accept what
1: is going on right now. Now and being okay with that? Being mindful to me means really focusing on the present and what's happening right now, minute by minute, instead of living in the then and there thinking, you know, what happened yesterday, what's gonna happen tomorrow. And for me, practicing mindfulness means sitting with what's happening right now and being mindful of what I'm thinking about, my behaviors, my actions. Would you say that kind of? goes along with mindfulness?
0: Absolutely it does. It is very easy to get kind of caught up of what we could have done yesterday or what might happen tomorrow. And that present moment of let me just be here in the moment. What can I focus on right now? What can I do for me? What can I do for my family? And and the primary focus right there.
1: Yeah. And so I think you teach a lot of mindfulness. To your clients, yes, that correct. Yes, yeah. that is one of my
0: primary focuses. Just because, again, with the addiction piece of it as well. So, when people are suffering from addiction, mindfulness is very important to identify the awareness, the surroundings, what's going on, and people suffering from that.
1: Yeah, and like what's triggering their addictive behavior. If they're more mindful, then they can avoid maybe engaging in that addictive behavior. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So, why would any one of us do mindfulness or practice mindfulness? Like, why is it necessary?
0: It's necessary simply because we want to get back into who we are originally, going back to our own basic needs and our own basic wants. We're figuring who we are again. There's this ability with mindfulness that we can reduce our own stress within ourselves, Mm -hmm. that we're not, again, focusing on what happened yesterday or what might happen tomorrow. We have the ability to reduce some symptoms of depression, anxiety. We're able to be more engaged engaged with not only ourselves, but with our family and friends as well. So improved relationships.
1: That makes sense. I think about... You know the times I'm sitting in the living room and the kids are around, my husband's there, and I'm not being mindful of them and what we're doing, and maybe I'm sidetracked by what's on my phone or mm-hmm. what the dog is doing or thinking about planning for tomorrow. That probably is what you're talking about—an example of not being mindful in the moment.
0: You brought up a good point of the phone, and that's one of the best examples of a mindless uh, exercise where we're just kind of going about. It's very second nature to have a phone in our hands and just to go through it. And this is where we can put the phone down and what's going on around us. Let's be in tune with with our family, our
1: friends, and most importantly, ourselves. I uh, definitely talk with my own clients about how we get so distracted by what's happening on social media and what our friends, I say, quote, unquote, air quote, friends <laughs> yes, <they> are, are. <laughs> doing, right? And what's happening outside of our circle of influence. And then we're missing out on what's happening with our own people and our own day-to-day lives because we're wrapped up in what other people are doing. For me, it's a constant battle or a a daily struggle of trying to be mindful today and not get distracted by phones and everything Mm -hmm. else happening around us.
0: And that's what we're trying to reduce, that judgment, because it's normal that this Mm. is gonna happen. That's why we are humans, and that's what is a part of our nature. We are going to think, and this is where we need to reduce the judgment related to the thinking.
1: Yeah, that's good. So what are some different kinds of mindfulness? Like how do people even practice this?
0: So to get started with mindfulness, my first basic one is an example of square breathing, and we can go over that Mm. in just a few moments. But to get involved with mindfulness is simply just start to be aware. Simply Just to learn what's around you, take in some of the sights, the colors, the smells, using all five of your senses to get into mindfulness. Some people use mindfulness with yoga. They also use it with like walking meditations when they're just going for a walk outside, actively
1: engaging within your surroundings. My therapist once told me when you're on a walk, a way to practice mindfulness is notice what's happening in nature. Once I really started doing that, instead of walking and thinking about all my worries, but walking and noticing. Noticing the nature around me. I mean, I would notice things like a little bunny rabbit hopping across the trail, you know, and (laughs) and I would have missed that if I wasn't paying attention and being mindful. When my son
0: was uh, about twelve months and starting to really take in the world, I would watch him, and I'm like, I need to be more like that. And he was looking at the world with such awe and wonder, and that also kind of sparked more mindfulness of like, what what what's he so fascinated about, and the different colors and the little animals that he would see. So just that.
1: Awareness. Mm, that's so cool. You're right. Just getting back into like the childhood wonder mm-hmm. of what's happening around us and noticing it. All right. So you mentioned ways to practice mindfulness, yoga, walking. And I know you do some work around eating addictions and people that might have addictive or disordered eating and even eating. You can be mindful while you're eating, right? One of the best things that you can
0: do related to that is simply put a piece of chocolate or have a raise and really take in what that food Is is for you? Again, in today's society, we are on the go, we are on the rush, and it's very difficult to kind of slow down. So, typically, we eat a meal within five minutes, and we're on to the next thing, or we're drinking our cup of Starbucks Mm. in the car, and and we don't really taste the coffee. When we all want that warm cup of hug, that's what we want. Cup
1: of hug, I love that. (laughs) We want
0: that cup of hug, and we don't really get to enjoy it or sit down with people suffering from eating disorders or has some challenges. related to food, that is one of a good way to incorporate mindfulness, to be able to say, let's stop and taste this food. And really, what does food bring? We have comfort food for a reason. We want to get back into what the meaning of the food is, of of just simply enjoying it.
1: So you mentioned a few minutes ago about squared breathing. I assume that is part of mindfulness or an example exercise of mindfulness. Tell the audience more about squared breathing.
0: Square breathing is my go-to. It is probably one of the most basic forms of mindfulness, and it's also one of the most effective mm-hmm. that I have come across, not only with myself, but with clients as well. Have They've really mm-hmm. seemed to adhere to it. Square breathing is breathing in for four seconds. We're going to hold for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, and hold again for four seconds. What that allows is your body is absorbing that oxygen and it's allowing your heart rate, your blood pressure, the stress within, the tension to start to dissolve a little bit. And doing that just three times, I say it takes 48 seconds. So if you have less than a minute, if you do that four seconds in, four seconds hold, four seconds out, four seconds hold, it's a total of 16 seconds, one round. Right. Three times, 48 seconds. Yeah. Very fast.
1: Right, we all have a minute to breathe.
0: And that's what I tell people as well is, we're breathing anyway. Let's just do this
1: purposefully. So I know YouTube, the App Store. I mean, there's so many apps and guided meditations out there. So are there any that you particularly recommend that you want to share with the audience?
0: The two apps that I recommend mostly is Calm and Headspace. And what I tell my clients is I am a cheap person <laughs> and spending money is right now we're all trying yeah. to be a little bit more cognizant of where our money is spent. And even for the free levels of calm and headspace it gives what people need from what I've come across mm-hmm. the calm app allows visualization as well looking at a circle and breathing in and breathing out so for people who have more of a difficult time to visualize it in their heads they can use it on the screen on the phone yeah,
1: like an actual visual mm-hmm
0: headspace is more guided. So you're able to kind of put the phone down, listen to it, listen to a recording. And sometimes people can fall asleep to it, Mm -hmm. which means either that they are really exhausted or that they are just very engaged in the mindfulness activity. But again, to be aware of what's going on and what they're saying to bring them at a more relaxed state.
1: Practicing mindfulness is helpful for anxiety. And then you mentioned depression. Are there other mental health concerns that mindfulness is practical
0: for? Again, addictions with related to that, whether it's a process addiction, such as an eating disorder or a chemical addiction, in addition to trauma as well. Mm -hmm. So related to trauma with triggers all around that could bring people back using some grounding techniques, the five senses that that can help people who have suffered from any type of trauma that they've experienced. In my opinion, it's been a lot of traumatic times, especially recently, that that a lot of people have experienced.
1: Yeah, no kidding. I mean, 2020 in a nutshell was trauma. Here 2021 has kicked off with, I feel, a whole other set of trauma (laughs) happening. And so, yeah, what a better time to learn more about mindfulness and begin practicing it for ourselves. Mm -hmm. If we're going to navigate 2021, I think we do have to really dig deep and try to stay grounded. Mm -hmm. and who we are, our circles of influence, and our social circles, and really plug in and stay mindful. Very helpful.
0: Mindfulness is, it sounds easy, and it, it can be a very challenging simply because we're not used to it. And when we train our way of thinking to slow down when we're in such a fast-paced environment that promotes speed, it can be very challenging. The work with it is very rewarding, and to be able to allow yourself what you just said, being able to see and, and to slow down and allow yourself to be in the moment, to be present and not let the chaos around us that we feel like may be happening that we can really hone in with ourselves.
1: This is very helpful. Are there any other tips or strategies around mindfulness that you wish to share with the audience?
0: Spend a couple of minutes each day. Take the practice, take the time, practice when you are already calm, which sounds mm-hmm. counterintuitive. <laughs> so we don't become experts at one thing by, because we already know it, it's because we practiced it. So practicing it when you are already calmer and maybe have a couple of extra minutes asking a friend or a loved one to say hey can you take the kids just for a couple of minutes and I'm sitting in your room have some calming music I enjoy my Himalayan salt lamp mm-hmm. to uh, to bring some calmness and really put yourself into that mindset mm-hmm. and being aware of that.
1: Well, thank you so much for your information about mindfulness. If you wish to continue this conversation with Emily or learn about mindfulness, you are welcome to reach out to her. Like I said, in the Garner or Raleigh offices, she can help you go further in learning mindfulness skills. Thanks so much, Emily. Thank you, Sarah, for having me.
0: You've been listening to the Turning Your Life Around podcast, presented by 180 Counseling, with five triangle locations to serve you. Learn more at
1: 1-80counseling.com. This has been an exclusive presentation of News Radio 680 WPTF and 98.5 FM,
0: a Curtis Media Group station.